From the 97.7 WAOB studios at 6th and Busserin Streets in downtown Vincennes, it's time now for Legal News and Views. Now, here's Dave Rolligan and Jeff Cobb with Legal News and Views. Welcome, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And we're here, live, at the old Brevoort House, corner of 6th and Busserin, or Booseron, however you want to say it, in downtown Vincennes. Uh, doing the show now for over 30 years. Um, not every week. Sometimes we miss a few, as was pointed out to me in May. Uh, and Cardinal games, of course, take precedence. But we're here today, the 18, Dave and Jeff. And we look forward to talking with you. And you can do that. You can come down and see us if you want. But uh, by far the easiest way is just pick up the phone and dial 812-882-3737. Now, we don't want to know specifics. And, so. you know, to be frank, we don't want you coming down here either because we won't get in. Uh, the door's open. Yeah, I would listen on the radio. This is a radio program. Not, uh, <laughs> oh. Where you have to mingle with the hoi polloi. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Hoi poi. I, I also, I think, uh, we're being... Are we still streaming, or is it podcast? Both. All right. So uh, if you want to watch us, uh, we're on your computer somewhere. And uh, if you miss us, we're also on your computer somewhere. We're everywhere. It's wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I... You, I know. It's a my, foreign concept for you. My pods are casted uh, where I want them cast. Yeah. Okay. Yes? Legal story. Oh, have really? You can call in. This restaurant has to pay its workers $140,000. And why, you might ask, would they have to pay them that? They apparently hired a fake priest to extract confessions of the workers' sins. Now, first of all, if my employer says, hey, here's the priest, I want you to confess your sins to this person. What kind of employment? <laughs> it was a restaurant. Like a restaurant. Italian? What? Uh, 140000 in back wages and damages after it hired a priest to extract these confessions. Uh, investigators, which I think aptly named it the uh, most shameful acts of corruption an employer has taken against the staff. U.S. Department of Labor said an employee testified <coughs> who operates the lo- two locations of Taqueria Garibaldi in Northern California, hired a fake priest to hear confessions during work hours and get the sins out, including asking them if they'd been late for work, stolen money from the restaurant, or had bad intentions toward their employer. Uh, the employer it's better than a lie detector test. Well, at least they'd be absolved, fakely. <laughs> they offered, uh, the restaurant offered a supposed priest to hear their workplace sins, I guess if you're getting this done at work, you only confess your workplace sins. Manager falsely claimed that immigration issues would be raised by the department's investigation. The Catholic Diocese of Sacramento confirmed they'd found no evidence of any connection between the fake priests and their diocese. Uh, Garibaldi and three other restaurant owners and operators were ordered to pay 140000 in back wages and damages to 35 employees. The restaurant will also have to pay 5000 in civil penalties. 
Taqueria Garibaldi, as you might imagine, did not immediately respond to a request for a comment. They also found the restaurant <clears throat> denied employees overtime pay. Managers would be paid bonuses from the employees' tip pool. <clears throat> and some employees faced adverse immigration consequences for cooperating with investigators. <clears throat> so you could get a meal and forgiveness all in one. Only if it was a real priest. Key point there, number one, it's a fake priest. Number two, uh, there may have been some immigration issues to begin with because I can't, I can't imagine <laughs> taking a fake priest to my office, for example, and say, all right, well, you go in here and confess any of your sins. There are not a lot of Catholics in your office. Didn't say they had to be Catholic. Well, who else is going to confess their sins? Apparently all these workers at this taqueria. That's one of the... What's one of the benefits of Protestantism? Uh, you can sin, just pray, ask for forgiveness. Oh, well. Um, I like to follow up on past stories to open the show. And you may recall the tragic death of four students at Idaho State. Uh, and you may already know that Brian Koberger has been arrested and charged with all four murders. The uh, follow-up on this story is that apparently from the <clears throat> beginning about uh, the main piece of evidence the police had was a sheath in which a knife uh, had been inserted and they were able to find DNA on the sheath. Now, I don't know how they do that, but uh, they began searching then immediately all of the various databases uh, that have DNA, and uh, they got a tip, and it doesn't say from whom or what the tip was, but somehow they uh, focused on this Brian Koberger, who had uh, subsequently to the murders traveled all the way back to Pennsylvania to be with his family. Uh, as a result, they uh, took the garbage from the family, and they found a match for the DNA, and that led to his arrest. They have now taken a swab from uh, Brian Koberger, and they have matched it up with the DNA on the knife sheath, to it would say that uh, it is 5.37 octillion times, don't ask me how many zeros that is, more likely that he is the, the, the source of the DNA. Uh, I, I think that that might be fairly conclusive evidence, because why else would his DNA be on the knife sheet? I think you'll lose the jury when you try to explain octillion. <laughs> It's a big number. Uh, this suspect allegedly threw his cell phone at BB Rexa for a troubling reason at a concert. They oh, had a video yeah. of it, smacked her in the head with this, looked like a pretty large phone, and he said, when confronted, I thought it would be funny. Uh, Nicholas Malfagna, 27, of New Jersey, was charged with assault and harassment for hurling the mobile phone at the uh, singer while she was on stage. She's got some injuries to her <clears throat> eye and some bruising, some stitches. Uh, he was saying, I was trying to see if I could hit her with the phone at the end of the show because it would be funny. Uh, apparently there's some new trend where you throw your cell phone up on stage and then expect the performer to take selfies of themselves. 
and somehow throw them back to give you. your phone back. And I think that is a fool's uh, errand. And I think it's time for our first break here on Legal News and Views, uh, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM. We want you to call and join us. That's 812-882-3737. And we'll be back with what you want to know right after these messages. And we're back. Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And uh, still time, obviously, for your call, 812-882-3737. Do a follow-up uh, on the Delphi murders, if you are not familiar with that. February 14, 2017, uh, Libby German, age 14, Abigail Williams, age 13, were killed while they were hiking on a popular trail in Delphi, Indiana. Uh, they have made an arrest, Richard Allen, in October of 2022. Um, his own lawyer says that Allen has made incriminating statements implicating himself in the crime, but the lawyer says they're inconsistent and unreliable, and oh, by the way, his client's mental health is deteriorating in prison. Uh, the defense attorney uh, wants Allen to be transferred from the Westville Correctional Facility to the Cass County Corrections Jail. Usually it's the other way around. He, uh, Allen is under a suicide watch and has lost significant amount of weight, uh, as shown in, in photos. Uh, the attorney, uh, just doing his job, I suppose, says he's living... Uh, in a dog kennel, six foot by ten foot cell, in isolation, and it is unusual that uh, someone waiting trial would be already in the correctional facility. But my guess is uh, that was for his own protection. Meanwhile, the prosecutor said uh, Allen's confessed to the murders five or six times to multiple people, um, and uh, the trial. I'm not sure if it's been set yet. It doesn't say. So uh, that's the follow-up to the Delphi murder stories now, six years ago. It seems like a shorter period of time. Well, it took them a while to find him, didn't it? Oh, uh, it took them five years to find him. Uh, here's another employer acting badly. Uh, this worker uh, was paid with 91,500 oily pennies. They weren't even clean pennies. And now the company has to pay him. <clears throat> This guy complained about not receiving his final paycheck of $915. He then discovered 91,500 pennies dropped on his driveway by the owner of his uh, Georgia auto shop, according to the federal labor, labor officials. A pay stub with an expletive written on it was left on top of the pile of the coins, which were coated with oil. And the owner of the um, decided to pay him in pennies on March 12, 2021, after learning the employer employee had gone to the U.S. Department of Labor about the missing paycheck. How can you make this guy realize what a disgusting uh, example of a human being he is? You know, I've got plenty of pennies, I'll use them. So this guy clearly did not seek advice of counsel when he came up with this plan. And now the former employee is owed much more than the value of his final paycheck after taking the matter to labor officials. Uh, which, guess what, they accused the employer of retaliation against him, which is a no-no. Now the company will have to pay him 
$4 in back wages and liquidated damages to nine employees, including the guy who got the pennies. Um, they contacted an attorney who's representing the employer at the auto shop for comment and did not receive an immediate response. Uh, Indiana has a wage and hour law, so if an employer withholds your money incorrectly, you can you think it's treble damages or triple what they owe you plus attorney's fees. So if they take that seriously, that employees should be paid. Now, technically, I think, are pennies still considered legal tender? Hmm. Uh, that why not? Uh, I don't know, but most people don't want pennies. No, <laughs> no that's true. Um, so, the um, I think, although it's in my self-interest, I think you should consult a lawyer before you come up with these schemes. And it may have been better just to give this guy his last paycheck. Uh, in retrospect. In retrospect, well, this story returns us to Idaho, Kellogg. Idaho, a duplex, two-story, one family lived upstairs, the other down. Upstairs was, uh, the father was Major John, is what it says here, Kaler, 31-year-old father. Uh, He faces four counts of first-degree murder when he went downstairs and killed the people downstairs. Kenneth Gardepe, age 41, her husband Kenneth, 65, the, they are the grandparents of Devin Smith, 18, and then an unnamed 16-year-old because it's a juvenile. Apparently, according to Major John Kaler and his wife, Devin Smith uh, was uh, exposing himself to their small children and uh, had uh, done some things that uh, they considered inappropriate when confronting uh, the uh, grandparents, uh, the grandparents did not, I guess, respond well to their um, what they were saying, and uh, so they just simply decided. Uh, Major John says he snapped, and uh, all four victims were killed with a gunshot to the temple. So it was execution style. So what do you get for defending your family this way? He faces the death penalty if convicted. So that means he's got 20 or 30 years on death row? Oh, at least. United uh, Airlines employees are accused of a years-long scheme selling weed they took out of the customer's checked baggage. So I assume if you're smuggling weed on carry-on and you're going from a legal state to an illegal state, they figure you're not going to complain. Yeah. And that bag of weed is not in my carry or in my check baggage. Justice Department charged two United Airlines baggage handlers alleging alleging they participated in a long scheme to sell this stolen marijuana. Ramp cargo agents uh, Joel Dunn and Adrian Webb were charged with conspiracy to distribute a controlled substance. Uh, so they say this went back to at least uh, 2020 at San Francisco airport. According to the complaint, Dunn and Webb made as much as 10000 a week. That's a lot of weed. Selling marijuana, they uh, stole from departing passengers checked baggages with the help of at least three other workers. I thought uh, recreational marijuana was legal in California. I don't know. So if you, I guess you, it's all profit if you're stealing it. 
confidential source close to the alleged scheme told law enforcement they were paid $2,000 each shift to help steal the weed uh, from travelers' bags and load it into 15 to 20-gallon trash bags about twice a week. Uh, they named Dunn as the leader of the operation, and Webb was labeled as his right-hand man. I guess he would be a, what, a sidekick, humble minion, who gave directions when Dunn wasn't there. Uh, attorneys for Dunn and Webb did not respond for comment. Federal investigators say they, uh, after they were uh, investigated the repair, after they were robbed at gunpoint in the parking lot in June of 21, Surveillance uh, footage from that day of the crime show their pair moving, moving black trash bags consistent with the mar marijuana theft scene, uh, scheme. They intercepted two individuals performing a similar act with a large plastic bags and um, boxes from the airport. The pair who were often seen with Dunn and Webb were found to be carrying 30 pounds of marijuana. Uh, Weed is legal in California. It remains illegal at the federal level. It's against federal law to fly with weed, but uh, those caught with it in California airport rarely face severe consequences. So uh, catch me if you can, I suppose. Well, we do a lot of New York City stories. I have some children there, so I have some interest. Uh, mostly uh, of a negative nature. Well, this is probably a little more positive in that the New York City Police Department, and the, by the way, the Transit Authority has its own separate police department, uh, apprehended uh, one um, serial subway slashing suspect and, uh, in a totally independent, a murder suspect within 24 hours. Uh, apparently Saturday morning, Claude White, age 32, stabbed another gentleman to death uh, over a narcotics dispute while riding on the number four train. The, um, <clears throat> uh, he was found um, by video cameras as he jumped over the turnstile to exit the number four train, uh, and he was uh, arrested uh, uh, he also has priors, I guess. Oh, he, he was captured uh, on camera at, at, without paying. Uh, he was uh, has priors for grand larceny, assault and robbery, bank robbery, trespass, and, uh, trespassing, and fair evasion. Kamal Rideout, age 28, on Sunday afternoon stabbed three women, uh, apparently in their legs. Uh, they were not serious injuries, but... Uh, that uh, the three women, ages 19, 28, and 48, were had their legs slashed. He was also found riding the bus without paying the fare. Uh, the bus driver kicked him off uh, and uh, notified the police who found him and then had him identified uh, as a suspect. So they are working to catch people in New York City, which for me is good news. I have a bus story and a sports story from okay. 91. The bus driver uh, for the uh, Pirates baseball team uh, was driving them uh, from Chicago. Arg. You all right? He's a pirate. I don't know CPR, so. Arg. Oh, my God. Ahoy, mighty. Sounds like a phlegm ball en route. 
Anyway, the bus driver was arrested on DUI charges driving the pirates from Chicago to Milwaukee. They had a police escort, of all things. Oh. And the police escort noticed that the bus driver kept driving away from them. So he had started celebrating uh, early. That, of course, uh, would be very dangerous uh, to everyone involved. Buses are large, and he's obviously hauling... Uh, a busload of millionaires, not that that should make any difference. So uh, He may lead a boring life or something, but he should not uh, continue to drive buses. The um, kind of a nightmare type of story uh, is from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Norwood. A four-year-old boy was playing in his front yard, and there was a surveillance camera that caught all this, Uh, While he's playing in his own front yard, a 44-year-old woman named Lisa Nakrelli approached him and began stroking his back and hair and saying to him, uh, well, uh, why don't you come sit in my car? I've got this wonderful chair and uh, all sorts of things, trying to entice the 44-year-old to get into her car. The four-year-old ran in and got his mother, so obviously trained to avoid strangers. The mother came out, and the 44-year-old Nacrelli said, Oh, I work for Children Protective Services, uh, and apparently even showed a badge, uh, but uh, she rattled off the child's name, and she said she was coming to inspect the home. Someone had filed a complaint against them. But then she left without providing contact information. The whole thing was so smelly that Spradlin and her husband called the uh, Children Protective Services, who said, nope, we got nobody like that. And based on the surveillance camera, uh, the police quickly picked up um, Lisa Narcrelli, and uh, she has been charged with all kinds of crimes in this situation. Not sure uh, her side of the story, but I'm pretty sure she was trying to kidnap the child. Be more legal news and views. 97.3 FM, 97.7 FM, 14.50 AM, podcasting, streaming. We'll be right back. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. Dave here. And we still would like to hear from you. 812-882-3737. Operators standing by. It's time for at least competent criminals, you know. Oh, uh, that's right. Come to think of it. <laughs> Where's Mike when I need yeah. him? Uh, time now for that regularly scheduled segment of the program known as... Least competent criminals. And I had to go to the archives for this one. It actually occurred April 2nd, 2008. It involved two women, Crystal Evans, age 26, Denise McClure, age 24, uh, Crescent City, California. Apparently, they had given urine samples for their jobs that they were certain would test positive. 
And uh, I guess they both were on some kind of probation where they had to have clean tests. As a result, they decided to rifle through a DHL delivery truck and find their urine samples and remove them before they could be that tested. Sounds like an updated version of Lucy and Ethel on the I Love Lucy show. Uh, yes, uh, a very bad Lucy and Ethel, but uh, the, the driver saw them in the truck, called the police, so they were arrested for destroying evidence and, of course, violating their probation. They both got an extra two years in prison as a result of their uh, their so-called bright idea. By the way, Evan's original sample turned out to be clean. <laughs> uh, I have one. All right. uh, police say Brian Garfield Fort and some friends ran up a $100 tab at a restaurant called the Juicy Crab, and they left without paying. Uh, there's a body cam video of the moments an officer responded to the dine and dash call. The officer found Fort's cell phone left in one of the restaurant's booths. So they ran up a tab, bolt, he leaves his cell phone. And they didn't even have to try to get into the phone to figure out who it was because his lock screen image was a selfie of himself. <laughs> um, so they caught up with this guy and they found uh, one of the employees got a picture of his uh, license plate and they were able to run that down. They found several names that are associated with that particular vehicle. They get a picture from the driver's license. They match the picture to the guy's phone. They say, oh, here's the guy. They run the name through uh, uh, the computer again, and they get a hit for a murder warrant in a different county. <laughs> Within hours, a license plate reader got a hit on his uh, car in Brookhaven, and he was taken into custody. Uh, so there's some teaching point here. If you're going to steal from a restaurant, probably should corral your phone uh, if you're going to do it. And second, why would you risk, you know, there were four of them, so for $25 of stolen food, he's now in jail awaiting trial on a murder child, murder charge. He was also arrested last year in a different county for walking around the outside of a high school with a shotgun during a football game. That will attract a lot of adverse attention. Ford is currently being held in DeKalb County Jail on charges of murder, theft by receiving stolen, stolen property, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. I think his competency has been proven lacking. Yeah, I agree. And that brings to an end this week's Least Competent Criminals. Very good. Um, Dr. Jeffrey Kim is a Colorado plastic surgeon. And he was hired by Emmeline Nugent, or Nguyen, uh, to give her breast implants. She, Emmeline, was 19 years of age. Apparently, it's a procedure now done in office as an outpatient. And uh, Kim uh, had with him um, Meeker, who was the anesthesiologist. They gave her seven times the normal dose of anesthetic, uh, which is apparently not illegal. It's what is known as snowing, so that she would go uh, uh, go asleep quickly. 
Uh, however, uh, no one noticed she was in distress, and her heart stopped about seven minutes into the procedure, even before Dr. Kim made an incision. Uh, she was revived, but she had suffered severe brain damage from la lack of oxygen. Meeker, uh, uh, nurse anesthetist Rex Meeker, uh, got off by, by uh, testifying against Dr. Kim, and Dr. Kim was found guilty uh, of uh, the death. Um, not sure the exact uh, wording on that, um, but we'll be sentenced here soon. Maybe we'll follow up on that. But, um, you know, be careful out there. It's. Uh, well, I don't know how you protect yourself from that kind of incompetence, actually. Well, and they didn't. They, apparently they didn't tell the mother. She showed up at the office to pick her up, and they kept telling her, oh, she's still asleep. We'll, we'll wake her up soon. And, oh, my. Yeah. This is a follow-up. Nima Momini, who you probably don't know, but is accused of fatally stabbing the Cash App founder Bob Lee in San Francisco. That was a big story a while yes. back. And they yeah. tried to blame it on homeless people or how dangerous, but this was his friend. And they now think that Bob Lee was, in fact, having an affair with Nima's uh, sister. But apparently this same guy allegedly knifed a pair of teenagers nearly 20 years ago. Uh, he was only 20 years of age then, allegedly attacked a 19-year-old man and a 16-year-old boy in a possible dispute over drugs. Uh, the younger teen first attacked Momimi, uh, sparking the 2005 altercation, according to witnesses. Police report says the teenager suffered minor injuries and listed Momimi as both a suspect and a victim. Yeah, that's not the kind of uh, exposure you want in a police report. Um, He's uh, apparently has an affinity for knifing people, and you know people. You know guns are bad, of course, but they're more impersonal. You had to get up close and personal to uh, stab someone. So uh, that's just an interesting side note. That I don't think uh, that would be able to be brought up in his uh, criminal trial for uh, killing the cash app guy, unless they say that uh, you know he's a habitual knifer in somehow this thing that happened 20 years ago is relevant. Uh, Dr. Robert Haddon began practicing at the Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York City in 1987. According to trial evidence, um, he committed from 167 to 310 acts of sexual abuse or assault on dozens of patients. Uh, apparently, as a physician, he would get to build rapport with them and then uh, eventually begin asking them inappropriate questions uh, uh, and then would uh, uh, have some kind of sex with them. Eleven, I'm sorry, nine of the women testified against him and he was found guilty uh, in January. Uh, sentencing will be later uh, after the victims get to deliver statements to the judge but he could face up to 25 years in prison his defense lawyer says well he retired or quit 10 years ago and he hasn't obviously abused anybody since then uh, and they're trying to somehow reduce that possible sentence 
We, we know he may not have done it to patients, but we don't know that he hasn't abused anybody. Well, that's a fact. All right, let's go ahead and take our last break, if you're ready. 97.3 FM, 97.7 FM, 1450 AMWAOV, 812-882-3737. Questions or comments? We'll be right back. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. As you probably have heard from the news on this radio station, uh, the Coast Guard has identified remains of the submersible on the ocean floor some 12,000 feet down. Uh, so I believe now it's uh, no longer a rescue mission. It would just be considered recovery if they can. My guess is that's their new home. They're not probably be able to recover any remains. The Titanic con- claims more victims. Who is paying for all that? Multinational ships, aircraft, Sona boys. You, you, Who pays for all that? You don't feel the tug on your wallet? But why Why should we pay for that? Oh, uh, out of humanitarian reasons, I suppose. I don't know. It's a quarter million a seat. Now, let, let me say this. Uh, obviously, a risky venture. And I would guess, and this uh, maybe we'll find this out, that these passengers on this submersible probably signed some kind of release uh, saying, oh, yeah, in order to go down, I release this company from any and all liability. You know what? That's going to be tested. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's, uh, sad that that happened, but, you know, I, uh, I would not be one of the passengers. In a bizarre scenario straight out of a movie, a 28-year-old woman pretended to be 17 and managed to successfully enroll in a Louisiana high school. (laughs) Masquerade came to an end June 13th when deputies with St. Charles Parish Sheriff's Office arrested a woman and her 46-year-old mother on fraud charges. Uh, Detectives were notified by officials with the uh, St. Charles Parish public schools of a possible adult attending the high school in Butte, uh, Louisiana during the 22-23 school year. Uh, School administration received a tip that a female student who was on record as being 17 was in fact an adult, possibly in her mid-20s. They began an internal investigation and later notified the uh, sheriff's office of their uh, findings. Detectives discovered the family used a fraudulent passport and birth certificate to enroll in the school. Now, my question would be, why would you go to that kind of trouble to go back to high school? The mother and daughter who share a home in Butte are charged with one account each of injury to public records. Louisiana is a uh, code state. Yeah. It's not a common law state. The old French Napoleonic code. So the the charges sound a little odd to us, and the parish is not a, ca- a Catholic thing. It's uh, That's what they call their counties. A law covering the alteration or falsification of public records. If found guilty, the two could pay thousands of dollars in fine and serve up to five years in prison. So you know, she could have been out of high school in four years, but she could be in prison for five years. Um Investigators did not reveal when the woman enrolled in the high school or her grade level. Um, The district officials released a statement noting their enrollment requirements and procedures are in keeping with state law. 
However, the uh, standard documents provided uh, to by the parent may have been fraudulent. As a result, uh, the school is conducting an audit of enrollment documents for students currently enrolled in the school and is reviewing student enrollment policy and procedures and will make enhancement based upon that review. Moving forward, the school system will provide additional required training for school and district level employees uh, focused on recognizing signs of potentially fraudulent documents. Now, I think a tried and true test would be to make some uh, cultural reference that a 17-year-old would not know because they were too young. And if that person laughs at your lame joke... Kind of like the Battle of the Bulge when the Germans were trying to infiltrate American lines. Who won the World Series? Exactly. <laughs> I, there was an interesting story related to that. General Omar Bradley was stopped by a checkpoint and asked who won the World Series, and he didn't know. No, 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 no clue. <laughs> and he was detained. <laughs> the, uh, uh, that's a type of crime where we have to forget these fake documents. What's the payoff? I don't see that there'd be a lot of money in being a high school uh, 17-year-old. No. Nope. Unless there was, you know, some other nefarious thing, uh, which comes to mind, like you know, trafficking or s drugs or something. Maybe she likes 17-year-old boys, and they would like her right back. Probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, most state houses have a public gallery in their legislative areas. Uh, in Massachusetts, no exception. There is a group, never heard of it before, but apparently it's called the Extinction Rebellion, an international environmental movement. About 1 p.m. on June 15th, eight members of the Extinction Rebellion yelled down, we are going to be mooning you, you can look away if you wish. What kind of crack is that? At that point, the octet turned their back on the senator and dropped trowel revealing pink thongs and bare buttocks emblazoned with the words, Stop Passing Gas. Also, um, they had chants of, You're a senator, not an ass. Why are you still passing gas? And butts out for climate. After about an hour, they were arrested and escorted out of the chamber. I'm not sure. Uh, now, first of all, we have a right to assembly in this country and free speech, which would support the idea of peaceful protest. But I'm not real sure what they were expecting to accomplish. I imagine that there may have been edibles during the planning session of that committee. Hey, here's a great idea. Oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> a Pennsylvania woman is accused of <clears throat> leading her estranged boyfriend to take his own life after she al allegedly sent him heinous text messages and a video of her engaging in sex with another man. <clears throat> Maddie Roosh, 35. And, they, and they, they refer to him as a boyfriend? Her ex-boyfriend. Oh, ex-boyfriend. Oh. So she sent him text and pictures of her having sex with another man. Mandy Roosh, 35, is charged with a felony crime of aiding suicide and the misdemeanor crime of harassment in connection with this investigation that began two years ago. The DA's office said Kevin Metzger, 37, committed suicide on, back in uh, 2021 in response to Roosh sending him heinous and graphic text messages. And Metzger spoke about a series of tormenting messages in a suicide letter and Facebook post before he took his life. Uh, she sent a number of harassing messages to him when he was at military training and she was at home with her child. 
Uh, police uh, said, according to the um, news report, she repeatedly threatened to keep their daughter from him. Court documents revealed, according to the outlet, she told him over a WhatsApp uh, message that she was moving in with a new guy who she said would be their child's new father, and she informed him that uh, he would never see his kid again. Uh, I hope for the child's sake that you do kill yourself, she texted him. She would be better off not even knowing you. She also told him she would have sex with her new man on Mother's Day with your daughter, and your daughter calls him Daddy. Um, that is a trail of woe, uh, none of which was uh, necessary, so I'm glad they're pursuing that. Heinous. You don't get to use that word much, but that would qualify. Well, I think he should be grateful he's no longer married to her. Well, he's dead. Okay. I think his gratitude ended when he uh, ended his life. Uh, In 1958, a student at Portland State University in Portland, Oregon, checked out from the public library George Orwell's 1984. Is this the 85-year-old guy that cleared his conscience before he died. uh, 86-year-old Peter. That was so close. um, Gave the book back after 65 years, saying he meant to return it. He just never got around to it. Uh, Significantly, the book was a first edition and now has some significant value. Uh, Also significant is the library went fine-free Right before he gave the book back. I know a little bit about first editions, which I learned on Pawn Stars. Ooh. They always call this uh, lady who... So you're the one. I don't watch anymore since I do not possess cable. Uh, They would always bring this this book dealer down, and and this guy was trying to sell a first edition uh, in good shape. But... If it's owned by a library at any point in its history, they put stamps in it that says library copy or whatever. And she says that destroys the big numbers because even though it's a first edition, word for word, in pristine shape, if you put a library mark in it, it's not worth the big bucks that, that you might hope for. William Arnold was only 16 back in 57. He killed his parents and buried them in the backyard overachiever after they refused to let him borrow the family car to take his girlfriend to a drive-in movie <laughs> showing the film The Undead. <laughs> what do you mean you won't let me take my car? He went on about his life and around Omaha, Nebraska telling everyone, even family members, that his parents had taken a trip. Two weeks later he was arrested, confessed to the killings, and led them to his parents' uh, graves. The following year he was sentenced to two life sentences in Nebraska State Pen. And you thought that would have been that, but by that time, uh, by the time he died in 2010 in Brisbane, Australia, his life had taken a series of very unexpected uh, turns. So he escaped uh, one of the cleanest escapes in their experience, they say, and he'd lived to a ripe old age in Australia. And uh, DNA evidence reveals that uh, the family man in Australia was the teenage killer who escaped Nebraska jail. Seems harsh. Clintonville, Ohio police are on the hunt for thieves who apparently rent a U-Haul. It strikes me that that would give them away, but they use the U-Haul to rip the safe out of drive through ATMs, uh, leave the U-Haul, and take the safe. 
authorities have no description of the other vehicle or how much money the thieves stole, but they believe at least two suspects are involved. This reminds me of a story we did many years ago um, where they yanked the safe out of an ATM, but they couldn't get it open. So they just dragged it down the city streets behind the truck, hoping that it would break open, which is how they got caught. Car dealers, there's a thing called features on demand. So, you, you know, you're used to paying extra uh, for certain features on your car. Uh, but with cars, they're now trying to uh, connect them to the Internet and cloud. And if you want, for example, your heated seats to work, you have to pay a monthly subscription, things like that, things that you would think or would just be options you bought and paid for. Uh, automakers are counting on billions in revenue from subscription services, and they're finding owners are, uh, guess what? Owners don't like that. Um, have we done anything on the right to repair? Apple was big on that. And, uh, you know, John Deere and some of these big companies say that you cannot fix your own equipment or you avoid your warranty. Yeah. And they're, they're passing laws that say, well, you, you bought it, you can fix it, and they have to give you the instructions and so forth. And one of the problems with that is apparently if you go into that system under federal law, you're guilty of hacking. Even though it's your equipment, if you're changing, you know, anything on those computers, so life is too complex. The music tells me we have less than 60 seconds left to wrap this show up. I'm Jeff. I appreciate your listening, and we should be back next week. Yep. Thanks for listening. Legal News and Views, 97.3, FM. Those are two different stations. If you're paying attention, 14:50 a.m. WAOB. Thanks for listening. Next week. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Jeff. You're listening to the Talk of the Town, news, talk, and sports, 97.7 FM, WAOB. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Tom Graham. OceanGate now believes all five passengers aboard their missing mini-submarine are dead. Fox's Mike Tobin is with search teams. Debris has been spotted on the Atlantic Ocean floor.